PulpMX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Howdy, folks. Thank you for joining me. Welcome in. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast. Presented by Fly Racing and Race Tech. I am your host, Chris Kiefer. I appreciate you downloading this episode and subscribing to this podcast. There's a lot of them out there. Nonetheless, I appreciate it very much. We're going to talk about everything Husqvarna FC 450 and 250 2021 edition on this podcast. little first impression, give you guys some details about the changes, and just BS about dirt bikes, right? Specifically, the Husqvarna dirt bike. So... First things first, let's pay some bills. Let's talk about these guys that support this show. RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs and street bikes, low prices, unparalleled customer service, and free three-day shipping over 75 bucks. It's so easy to see why you guys should be shopping over there. And please go to KieferInkTesting.com, click on the RMATVMC widget or banner, and that'll direct you back to their website. You continue to shop. And what that does, it helps us on the back end, gives us a little slice of what you're purchasing, keeps the show up and moving, shows them that you're listening, that you like the show, and hopefully one day get us a discount code and get even happier with rmatvmc.com. So please, and thank you, we would love it very much. I appreciate it for you guys out there that already have done that, and uh, I see it. As you guys know, you listen to this podcast, I have a dashboard, I can see what you guys are buying, and it sounds, or looks like, you guys are buying a lot. So, times are tough, but nonetheless, we need to go ride, clear our heads, and you guys are doing it over at rmatvmc.com, I appreciate it. Race Tech, I'm going racing. That's right, Race Tech, I'm going racing in Iowa. Chris Riesenberg, over at Race Tech, has talked me into coming out there next week to do a one-off event he's putting on, and of course... Racetech.com is the place to get your stuff done. Suspension, engine services, all that. Rebuilds, revalves, whatever you guys need. You want a little bit more horsepower? Go to Racetech.com. Email me, chris at keferinktesting.com, and I will get you in touch with Chris over there and get you a discount code, get you a little bit of a cheaper cost on your stuff. Even if you guys just want some parts from Racetech, I can help you out. You guys want services? I can help you out. Just email me, and I will hook you up with the guys over there, and you can live more comfortable with Racetech. Last but not least, Fly Racing 2021 gear is out. I just texted JT yesterday. I think I'm an Evo guy now. I think I'm all in on Evo. I love the light. They got the new BOA reel on the front of the pant, even lighter pant. But for some reason, man, I am loving this Evo cut. I love the pant. I love the material on the jersey. Uh, it's a it's more of a pro fit, but I like it. It hugs my body well. Um, it's flexible. It's lightweight. It ventilates well. So if you guys are looking for a kick-ass set of gear, go to flyracing.com. Look at the Evo DST line, and I've been wearing the crap out of it. Actually, if you look at some of the pictures from Loretta's, the last moto, I was wearing the red and black Evo DST, and to me, 
That was the best set of gear that I wore all week. I like that the most. I just ordered myself another blue set. So loving that stuff a lot. So thank you guys for shopping over at Rocky Mountain and getting the fly stuff. I see that as well. Flyracing.com. Check them out. All right, guys. Like I said, Husqvarna FC 250-450. Me and my buddy Colton Eck, he always talks trash because I don't know how to say his name. It's spelled A-E-C-K, so I want to say Ack. That's not it. Eck. Colton Eck and I rode the new 2021 Husqvarna 250-450 at Glen Helen today. And I want to talk to you guys about that and let you know on some you know changes that they made for the new year what the differences are on the track. Hey, Kiefer, I got a 2019, maybe a 2020. Is it worth it for me to get a freshie? We're going to talk about that as well. So um, no bullshit. Every time I talk about new bikes, I say, hey, it's a little bit better. It's a little bit better. And I'm sure other media outlets do the same thing. But in all honesty, they do get a little better. In some instances, I do say, hey, they went backwards. That's not the case right now with Husqvarna. They didn't do anything that made them go backwards. It's not a huge leap forward with either one of these bikes. I didn't get to ride the 350 today, which I will do soon, and I will ride the KTM soon as well. But today was the focus just for 450 and 250, and it is a little bit better of a machine. So quick funny story, and I know you guys like these. So I let Colton ride my KTM 450 SXF test bike. Um, you guys have seen pictures of that on my social media or on my website. I've been busy with other stuff, and I say, hey, man, ride this. I need some time put on it. Of course, I'd like to put time on all of my test bikes because you guys ride the shit out of them as well, too, and you're, you're the one paying 10000 10, bucks for these things. So let's ride it more and more and more. Let's beat the shit of it. So Colton has been beating the shit out of it, about 70 hours on it so far. No top in, no nothing. Just check the valves once. Colton comes off of a Honda Sierra 450. He loves that bike. I try to tell him, hey, man, it's a little bit rigid. I'm not a huge fan of it. Um, you should try this. And he, he's been reluctant, to say the least. So he's put some time on this orange bike. I know this is a Husqvarna podcast, but bear with me here. Put some time on the orange bike, and now the kid is in love with it. So he loves my bike, and all it's done to it is a pipe has an ECU and some fuel, like T4, Pro 6, I, I can't remember at the time, uh, and some suspension. You can check this bike out on my website. I did a whole thing on it. Uh, and he loves it. He said, holy crap, I can't believe how much I like it. He, it was really hard for him to admit it, but he loves the steel frame feel and the easy delivery of the engine character, right? Well, now, hey, Kiefer... I just bought me a Husky. So Colt went out and bought him a 2020, uh, yeah, 2020 Husqvarna FC450. That's how much he liked it. He switched all of his stuff from red over to white, and he had a shit ton of red parts, right? So this kid has been riding Hondas for a few years, has all these parts, but now he's seeing the light a little bit, a little bit more comfort in the chassis, a little bit smoother delivery, and Colt's a great rider. He's a professional racer. He's had some bad luck with injuries, but nonetheless, he has he has been really, <laughs> really reluctant on him just purchasing other stuff. So I thought it was cool. I kind of bump-started that a little bit. He's been on the, the steel frame bandwagon. He's going up to Washougal this weekend to race the non-national race that they're having up there on the KTM. So he bought a Husqvarna. That's how much he liked it. So I had him join me today just because he 
actually purchase one and he can kind of relate to you guys. So I did a video for racerxonline.com. You guys can check that out. It'll be up probably by the time this thing is up. I would say Friday, 450 will be up first, and then 250 will be up next week. So first things first, what did the guys over at Husqvarna change? I will say this. I'm a big R&D guy, right? I see the KTM and Husqvarna R&D guys a lot around Southern California. They're always out. They're always looking to improve. WP is out with them. I like that out of all the manufacturers that I see out riding, Husqvarna and KTM have been out the most as far as development. Even through this COVID stuff, they're out testing, pushing the product, trying to make it better. I respect that. I like that a lot. And I see it. So tip of the hat to you guys out there that are doing that. Um, so what has changed on the FC? And this is for the 250 and the 450. There's obviously uh, suspension changes, right? So there's a new rebound napping. There's a 10, millim- 10 millimeters shorter outer tube, which they say is supposed to be more rigid. But some of the WP guys claim otherwise. Well, that's the, that's the beauty of having these... Uh, <laughs> these little packets that we get to read what has changed. So um, the oil bypass in the outer tube dampening leg has changed. Um, a smaller rebound spacer. The mid valve has changed. There's a hand adjuster on the rebound side underneath the fork, which is very cool. It's a little minute thing, but it's easier to adjust now. You don't have to crawl underneath the fork with the flat blade. That's cool. Obviously, valving has changed. There's SKF seals in the linkage and O-rings have changed. So Basically, what I'm telling you guys, it's the Husqvarna proprietary to it is 10 millimeters shorter than the KTM. The KTM is the valving, the suspension is different than the Husqvarna. We always talk shit on, oh, the KTM Husqvarna are the same. Well, it's not. Now we have different valving. The Husqvarna is 10 millimeters shorter, right? So it doesn't sit as tall. And that is direct as a direct affiliate from the shock being shorter, as well as the fork, okay? So that's all internal. The KTM isn't like that. The muffler is different on the Husqvarna. The swing arm is different on the Husqvarna, as well as the airbox subframe. You guys know that that's different as well. Pro taper bar, different feel, different character than the KTM. Also, another story, Colt, Colton today, he rode uh, the KTM a little bit at Glen Helen after he rode the Husqvarna, and he's like, man... I am glad I bought a Husqvarna because it just feels a little less rigid feeling. Not as stiff, a um, little smoother, a little easier to ride. So he was happy with his purchase, which I thought was really cool. So right now, Husqvarna had minimal changes to the engine, just the ECU mapping. There's a connect. Um, the rod bushing is a little bit changed. So what they did to the rod bushing, they tried to, um, to get more reliability out of it, less friction. So that was the aim for that. And... There's a rocker arm um, change that reduce, that reduces inertia. So trying to get a freer feeling. So that's the goal for Husqvarna. They're trying to get that freer feel. They want less engine braking. They want a more quick revving engine. Try to get some more excitement out of this thing, right? So that's the key thing. Let's try to get some more excitement because that's the thing I complain about with the Husqvarna is it's just smooth, right? And in one sense... That is the reason why I like it, but yet I bitch about it because it's too smooth. So in areas of the track, I appreciate the hell out of the delivery of the Husqvarna, and nothing's changed for 2021. It's actually a little bit peppier, 
has more RPM response because this ECU setting that Husqvarna made is much better. Two years ago, Husqvarna's ECU was a piece of shit. They didn't do it right. It was um, rich down low, and then it was lean on top. Well, now, two years later, they've done a much better job. It has a good delivery. There's way more connection from the rear uh, wheel to the throttle. I say this a lot, and hopefully you guys are with me and you guys know what I'm talking about. But if you don't, the connection when you twist your hand, okay, when you twist the throttle to the rear wheel, it should be instantaneous and it should feel connected. It shouldn't break loose. There shouldn't be a hesitation. There shouldn't be a disconnect from your throttle to the rear wheel. Well, with this Husqvarna, it's not. It has a great feel. It's connected. It, it has lots of traction from the rear and the front. We'll get to the front here in a little bit, but has a lot of traction. And this goes for the 450 and the 250. It just has a smoother character, lots of connection, and a, the better ECU setting. Now, on the 450, map one to map two, there is a difference. Map one is kind of like my all-around go-to. You know how you played dodgeball back in the day and you always picked the same dude every time? If you were first picked, you always had one dude. I want that guy. Well, that's my go-to. Map 1 is my guy, my guy I go to for dodgeball. It does everything pretty well. It has still good delivery, good connection, long linear power, pulls far. Map 2, yeah, maybe a little bit better RPM response down low and in the mid-range, but a little bit shorter on top end. I like to rev this engine. I can't ride this bike, this Husqvarna, like I do a Yamaha. The Yamaha, I can lug it more. I can ride in third gear. It rewards me by riding smoother. This Husqvarna rewards me when I'm aggressive. I want to rev this bike. I want to pull. I want to yank that fucking throttle cable out from the uh, from the bottom. I just want to yank it out because that's how aggressive it needs to be ridden. It likes it. The more aggressive you are, the more this bike will reward you. So, again... It's a fine line. I'm a vet guy. I don't want to have an aggressive engine. I want to be smooth. I just want to be lazy. This engine rewards you, okay? And that may be contradicting to what I just said, but let me explain. Um, case in point, Yamaha. Third gear, lazy guy, rolling around the freaking uh, track. You know, just th- doesn't shift. It's rewarding him. Like, he can be lazy. He can be chill, and, and, it, and it still does. It doesn't stall. It pulls his ass around. It's good. Now, if we try to do that with the Husqvarna in third gear, mm, not really going to do it. doesn't like it. It'll do it, but it's not going to get from point A to point B in a hurry like the Yamaha. So what do you do? I still want to be lazy, Kiefer. Second gear. Second gear you can be lazier because it's longer than Yamaha's gear. Second gear on a Yamaha is very short. Now, 2021 ECU setting on this FC450, second gear, roll out of a corner. I don't have to shift right away, guys. I can let it eat for mm, 200, 300 feet longer out of the corner than I could from previous years because of the ECU setting. So it's a little bit better in that sense where I can be lazier. You just got to be in second gear. You got to wire your brain at times to be in a certain gear if you're switching brands of bikes because it's not the same. Obviously, the gear ratios are different from brands of bikes. The power delivery is different. 
This Husqvarna has a smoother power. It likes to be in second gear. And in third gear, obviously, if you're in tight corners, you may want to uh, obviously downshift to second gear. So it's not as usable. Third gear now, once you're in it, it's going to pull you for a long way. There's no way you need to fourth gear in most tracks. Unless you're riding GPs or something, long, fast tracks, third gear is super usable. Second, third gear on this Husqvarna FC450, and it's grand. It's good, and it pulls very far. So, again, I'm more of a map one guy. I like the long power. I like to use it. Map two is a little bit quicker revving, little spools up a little bit quicker. But nonetheless, this thing does have a freer feeling engine i have been uh, on a yamaha for a little bit obviously you guys know i rode loretta's on a yamaha a little bit more engine braking than this husqvarna husqvarna i will say if you guys are purchasing a husqvarna give yourself some time this thing takes a little bit longer to break in it's about four to five hours in the engine area to actually feel it loose you're gonna ride this thing the first time and go uh kiefer this thing sucks this thing sucks kiefer it's tight slow chill out Dude, I get so many emails of people freaking out on the first hour. Give your bike some time to live. Let it live. Let it grow up. Let it break in. Let it loosen up. Let it let it loosen up. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, I get it. You spend a lot of money and you want it to you want it to work right now. I get it. I sound like Alex Ray right there. Got 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 in that ass. Whatever he said. I don't know what he said, but anyway, it takes a longer time for whatever reason. For the Husqvarna to break in versus a Japanese bike. And that goes for suspension and chassis and everything. Suspension and chassis side, it's going to take you six hours to break in. So once this this unit's broke in, you're going to feel it freer revving, not as tight, less decel um, pitching. And for me, I've always experienced less vibration from the Husqvarna versus the KTM. For whatever reason, maybe it's a handlebar situation, I don't know, but... I feel less through my feet and hands on the Husqvarna than I do the KTM. So nothing's changed there for 21. All right, so let's focus in on the changes on the suspension. You guys know, I'm not going to bullshit you, I've never been an air fork guy. Like, I try it, I tell you guys, all right, guys, I want to try really hard this year to ride an air fork. Look, I try, and, and I last maybe a couple months, but I'm so damn competitive that I need to push hard and the simple fact is the air fork is not consistent enough for me to do that when I want to go fast for a long period of time. If I was an average guy, Matt Suravog, one of my good buddies, owns a Husqvarna, has an air fork, loves it. Heavier dude, 200 pounds. He can adjust it. He can uh, manipulate it how he wants it. He doesn't have to buy fork springs. Doesn't feel any harshness and likes the fork a lot. So there you have it. So what WP's been doing over time, and I will give them credit, and they don't like me saying this, I don't think, they've been trying to get and create this AER fork to feel like a spring fork. And what I mean by that is initially. So the crust, everyone's using this term now, the crust. The crust of the fork is the very top stroke of the fork, right? On an air fork, it's a little bit stiff. It doesn't move a lot. But over time... These mid-valve changes, everything that the WP has been doing over time to have that initial part of the stroke move more to get rid of that crusty, hard area of the beginning of the stroke. And now for 21, with the changes that they made, it has improved twofold. It's much better. 
I have way more lean angle traction and initial comfort than I ever have in a WP fork. The problem is it's too soft still, right? So 18, you know, in 2018 and the air fork, I would stiffen it up and it would be harsh. Now, if you guys listen to the Racer X video that I just did, that window is a little bit longer. So now I can stiffen up the air fork with this new mid valve and the bypass um, and the air bypass that they have in here. I can stiffen it up, and I went from a 10.7 bar, which is stock on a 450, to 11.0 bar. Usually when I'd go 0.3 bar on one of these forks, it was a nightmare, mid-stroke. Just beat the shit out of me, harsh, blisters. I'm out. I'm like, dude, spring fork life is good. Well, now I did this today at Glen Helen. Thursdays at Glen Helen, I don't need to say anything else than that. You guys know what it's like, right? Rough, choppy, hacked out, hills, mixture of everything. And actually, Glen Helen's been doing a great job of ripping it deep so we have some heavy feel. Much better. Kudos to the WP guys for actually creating an air fork that I can stand, you know, I can actually ride with more than a day and not be pissed off, right? So 11-point bar, 11-point O-bar. I went uh, too stiffer on the fork compression. And then I slowed the rebound down two, and I was like, eh, it's too harsh. I went back to one. Again, easy to adjust from that little knob that they have on the bottom of the fork. And I was pretty happy. I wrote that all day, left about 3 o'clock, no problems. Again, yes, could I use a little bit more comfort? Yes, could I use a little bit more lean angle traction area two? Yes, but I'm comparing it to a spring fork. There's nothing else comparable to this AER fork. If I was, let's just say, um, I'll, I'll take this for instance. Would I take this AER fork over a RMZ 450 fork? Absolutely. There's more comfort. Maybe it's the chassis. Yes. A Honda Sierra 450R Showa fork. Would I take this fork over that? Yes, I would. A little bit more control in this AER fork and better bottoming resistance. So much better for me. They've been improving it over time and time again. And 21 is no different. WP's been doing a great job. So, yes, the fork is better. If you guys are stock riders, and what I mean by that is if you keep your bike stock, you don't really fuck with it, you don't send it off to Race Tech, you don't do anything, you just keep it stock, and you're looking to buy a new bike, this new suspension is much better, way more comfort. So, if you plan on leaving your bike stock and you're looking for a new bike, yes, it is worth it just right now because of the fork change. So good job, WP. The shock, I've always been a fan of the shock. It's a dead feeling. Uh, it's a little bit soft on the high speed, so I do crank this sucker up a uh, quarter turn on the high speed. 105, 106 on the sag. Good balance feel. No issues. For me, it does move a little bit more. It has a less of a dead feel. I think maybe that has something to do with the SKF seals. Is a less friction. And I had this on my factory edition that I, that I let Colt use. I did notice it moved more, had better acceleration traction than ever before. Same feel here with this 2021 FC 450. Much better feel, and I like that it has a little bit more traction. But it is a little bit soft and empty on the instroke. They haven't taken care of that. Like I feel like I almost would could go up one spring size for my speed. I'm only 170 pounds, but I feel like I could go one up on the shock spring. So if you guys are pushing 200 pounds, for sure... I would go one up on the shock spring. You guys can go visit my website or Pulps 
and get the shock spring rate. I'll have that up there as well because I'm going to write an article about this stuff. So balanced feel overall, better suspension. ECU change is better. If I had to tell you which is more noticeable, I will say the suspension is the most noticeable thing coming from last year's machine. Uh, Bits and pieces that I love about a 450, and I will say the 250 as well. Uh, The Magura clutch. Great. People always say, hey, what's the difference between the Magura and the Brembo? Not a lot. I would say the Magura is a little bit of a more of a linear feel than the Brembo. The Brembo is more of a, a shorter window, less linear and less engaged. Has, has, it has less of an engagement point than the Magura does. The Magura has a longer engagement point. To me, it feeds the power a little bit better. But Brembo brakes, amazing. Uh, man. I don't want to piss off anybody, but I think all manufacturers should come with Brembo brakes. Really good control, nice power. If you guys aren't, you haven't familiar with Brembo brakes, it's amazing what brakes can actually do to make you go faster. That's kind of contradicting, right? Like, what do you mean? Brakes make you go faster. Well, you can charge into corners harder, brake later, get in the corner, and drag a Brembo brake in a rut in the front on the front brake. Not as grabby. And your front wheel sticks inside that rut. Uh, Colt used a cool word that I like out here in the West Coast. Use not ruts, they're dishes. Dish. Because our ruts aren't deep. So it's just like a little dish. Like a little, yeah, sure, it's a little rut there, but it's not huge. Uh, the Brembo brakes help you, help you stick into those dishes a little bit better. So kudos for uh, Colt to come up with a word. I like that word. I'm going to use it. Thank you. And uh, Brembo brakes, excellent. What I don't like... And uh, I ran Dunlops to an amateur national championship. Yes, I did. I did the MX3S front and a 33 rear. That was my combo, and it was great. Now these bikes, these new bikes, are coming with 33 fronts. I am out on that. If you guys are running 33 fronts and you're wondering, hey, Kiefer, I can't corner, don't email me. You guys know the answer. Take that piece of shit front tire off. Put a 3S on. They're selling them again. They're out. They're available. They're not at your local dealer. Search. They're out there. Don't email me and say, "Hey, man, uh, my dealer don't have them." Bullshit. They can get them. Dunlop is selling them. They're offering them again. I think I bitched enough about this front tire that they said, "I don't want to hear it anymore, Kiefer. We got the front tire available." So you guys should thank me for one. You're welcome to get you guys a better front tire. And if you guys don't want to go Dunlop route, use a Pirelli. I am a fan of a Pirelli MX32 Midsoft. Great tires. Lighter than a Dunlop. Softer carcass feel. Uh, maybe the 3S has a little bit better lean angle traction. Okay, But nonetheless, the carcass feel on a Pirelli is amazing. So if you haven't tried one in, in the past year, revisit. I wasn't on board with a Pirelli two years ago. A um, little bit of a changes to the tire. I can't get into it right now because I'll get in trouble. But there are some changes that you will not know that have, that have happened over the course of a year or so with Pirelli. Try them. Revisit. Do it. But on this 21 Husqvarna FC450 and 250, they come with MX33s. No problem for me on the rear. I don't, I don't have a big issue. I run about 12 and a half, 13 PSI, and I'm good. I am going to put up an article next week on keyforingtesting.com of a tire pressure Bible for you guys that'll run down all the big name tires, uh, the compounds, and what tire pressure to run them in what conditions. I feel like this is important. 
a lot of these emails I get, these guys are complaining about cornering. I think some of that is tire pressure and tire choice. So go to my website next week, and I'll be telling you the correct air pressures to run in your specific tire that you guys are running. So we'll run through Dunlop, Pirelli, Michelin, Hoosier, Bridgestone. Uh, we'll do all the big names. I'll give you the you know, softer, intermediate, hard pack, and I'll give you the air pressure settings for each that I feel are optimal for your bike. And I'll even break it down by bike as well. So an air pressure for a 450 will be different than a 250. There's less weight. You're not pushing as much the front end when you're loading the front end on a, on a carcass of a tire versus a 250. So there's all different kinds of variables in our sport. This is what makes it fun. This is why I like it. People say, Kiefer, you get bored of this shit? No, because there's so much shit to do to be good at it. You got to do so many things, not only on the bike, but off the bike. Little 13 to 13.5 PSI, that's a difference. That's the difference between sliding out an area two of the corner or not. So I love it. I'm not sick of it. I'm into it. I am sick of the 33 front tire, though. So that was my rant about the tire. So Husqvarna, if you're listening... Pay a little extra money for the good tire. That's fine. 33 rear. Okay. Beep. Get it. 3SF, Dunlop saying, oh, it's, it costs you a dollar more to put it on your bikes. Spring for it. it it's a better tire. Your bike's going to perform better. It, it, it's going to corner better. You're going to get a better freaking review from these other media outlets because your tire is better. Simple, simply put. Don't expect the front tire to last as long as 33. I get it. But... Let's just try that. See what happens. Um, Husqvarna, also Pro Taper. I'm a big fan of Pro Taper. You guys know they're a sponsor of this pod. Better dampening on a Pro Taper Evo. I love it. I like the band. It's a little low. I would use a spacer, a 5mm spacer in the mount. And by the way, I did crash today, and I bent the mounts. Those things are soft. Like, we need to do something about that, too, Husqvarna. The mounts are soft. Like, I didn't bend the bar, but the mount moved. It bent. So... Ride Engineering has a good mount. You can go to them. They have different kinds of um, elastomers. You guys can customize that. But to me, uh, they did cheap chintz out a little bit on the bar mount on the Husqvarna. And also, you know, I'm not, this is not a KTM pod, but the KTM is not any better. So you guys want to look into something uh, a little bit better of a bar mount, not the triple clamp, the bar mount. Okay? So look into that. Um that's pretty much it for the 450. I had a good time. Like I said, the engine character is pretty simple, easy to ride. I love it. Uh, another thing I want to mention, too, about the FC450 is, look, if you guys are going to mod it, this thing accepts modifications better than any other machine. These, I keep mentioning KTM, and they hate it when I do that. But the KTM does as well. But the Husqvarna, when I bought mine, Vortex ECU, and I know you guys are sick of me talking about this thing, but it, it is it is real. It's a nice piece. It's a nice addition to a bike. Uh, I have yet to put a Vortex on anything and not have it be better. But you're only as good as the guy who's mapping the Vortex. Again, Chad and Jamie, great guys, XPR and Twisted Development, both have excellent maps for this Husqvarna on a Vortex. Uh, reflashing your, your stock 21 ECU, I don't even think it's necessary. I think it's really good the way it comes. So I wouldn't reflash anything on your, on your ECU. But if you are going to make your bike a little bit better, you want some better pulling power, 
Look into a, a Vortex box. It's 800 bucks. You get a map. I think it's 150 bucks for a map. But to me, it's way it's way better than a muffler system. You're you're changing the character a lot, and this Husqvarna accepts that box really well. <laughs> Woo! Yeah, I could have gone somewhere with that, but nonetheless, that ECU box right is good. Chad or Jamie maps it, really wakes it up, more pulling power, increases the length of each gear. Love it. FMF, simply the best muffler system for this Husqvarna. They work side by side with the Husqvarna guys. They they got it down and it works better. Very rarely you're gonna have a company that makes better systems than stock. It's tough nowadays. Well, FMF has done that. Um, if you guys are looking for a system, don't bother emailing me. I'm telling you right now, FMF is what I would purchase and I have purchased. So, Vortex, FMF, Husqvarna. Whew. Hello, fun. Hello, not coming home all day because I'm burning fucking five gallons of gas because I'm stoked on my bike. It is amazing. It's fun. It is a fun bike to ride. And it's fun in stock form, but those two things, holy hell. Stand by. It's fun. Trust me. I'm, I'm going to be riding the shit out of that thing this year with that, those two mods, and that's it. It's great. Maybe Vet National coming up. You never know. Stop the presses. That's right. Commercial time. Interruption. I am sorry. But hey, there's some good stuff in here. Listen to these commercials. And of course, there's even races on here. You want to race old timers? Come on. OregonOldTimers.com. There's good commercials in here. Check them out. We'll be back shortly with the show. All-American Chevrolet in Colleen, Texas is a proud supporter of Keeper Inc. and invites everyone to experience the difference for all of your Chevy sales and service needs. Mention Keeper Inc. and get 50% off your next oil change and a front end alignment at no charge. Remember, whether you're hauling your bikes to the weekend track, trail, or race, or commuting to the job that pays for your moto habit, we have the truck to get you there in style. Visit us online anytime at ChevyColleen.com. That's All-American Chevrolet of Colleen. Chevy, find new roads. FMF, fast mother, bleep, nah, Flying Machine Factory, that's what it stands for, go to fmfracing.com, you got a four-stroke, two-stroke, they've got what you need, trust me, older two-stroke pipes and silencers, they have it, they still make them, you got a newer four-stroke, you want some extra horsepower, they got that too, but most importantly, if you guys want to look cool at the track, maybe you want to make your chick look cool. You want to wear a cool hat, or you're a two-stroke guy, and you want a shirt that says mixing gas and hauling ass. Go to fmfracing.com. They got a whole merch section. Trust me, it's real. there's a lot of stuff over there. It looks pretty cool. So Kiefer Inc. 19 saved you some money on the merch. I suggest you go do it. I have a two-stroke shirt, and I don't even wear freaking two-stroke shirts. That's how cool this thing is. So... Go to fmfracing.com, save yourself some money, and of course, if you have any problems, you have any concerns, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, and hopefully I can guide you in the right direction on FMF products. I know a lot about them, so trust me, they're good, quality built. There's even a guy back in the diner room you probably never heard of. His name is George. He is a wizard. He is the one just grinding away, doing all of the dyno testing, handing the the stuff off to me at times to test. He's a smart dude. FMFRacing.com. Go visit the site. It's a cool site. Go get some merch. Save yourself some money with Kiefer Inc. Thank you, guys. 
Just because you're older, guys, doesn't mean you should stop racing. Look, I'm 43 years old. I love racing. I love it. So there is a club, Old Timers MX. More importantly, Oregon Old Timers MX. There are some races happening that are fun. You get long motos, and you get to hang out with your buddies and go home happy. Your wife will be happy because you'll be happy. So do it. Arizona Canyon MX Park, February 29th through March 1st. And then we got another one coming up, SoCal Glen Helen. Oh, man, you know I'll be there. April 18th to the 19th. The whole schedule is up on OregonOldTimers.com. They go to Nevada. They go to Montana. They go to Washington. Even British Columbia. Even Hangtown. Go check them out, OregonOldTimers.com. And if you guys end up going to these races, the first five guys that sign up and list Kieferink Testing as a sponsor, show me the proof on my email. I will reimburse your entry fee. The first five guys. That's right. That's how committed I am for you guys out there to go race. Don't be this old dude that sits at home and doesn't want to go ride, doesn't go race. Go do it. OregonOldTimers.com. Canyon's coming up. Arizona and Glen Helen. I will see you guys at Glen Helen. First five guys, show me proof. Chris at KeeferingTesting.com. I'll reimburse your entry forms. Crazy! Have you guys checked out BloodLubricants.com? If you haven't, BLUDLubricants.com. Go check them out. Three new series of oils, Blood Power Sport Series, the Blood Racing Pro Series, and the Blood Racing Pro Elite Series. I have Michael Allen here with me. We've been doing two different types of oils in our test bike. Mike has been doing the Blood Power Sport Series. Everything going good there? Everything's going good. I use it in all our test bikes, the ones that I prep and maintain, and uh, it runs a little cooler than production oils, and uh, I know you've done some testing with that. Yeah, so basically before Jeff and the guys came on board, I had to check legitimacy of this stuff. Because um, I didn't want no crap involved in keyframe testing. Um, honestly, tried it. Was very surprised about the oil. Did some temperature readings. It was a little over 30 degrees cooler in my YZ450F compared to some other oils I've been running. So the stuff is good. They sponsor over 250 racers from Enduro, Enduro Cross, Hair Scrambles, UTVs, Supercross now. They got some Supercross guys. So go check them out. Bloodlubricants.com. Use the discount code KEFER. And get some percentage off your oils. They'll ship them to you. Probably get a hat or two. You know, Jeff's a good dude. Go check him out. Bloodlubricants.com Screenprintingdone.com You guys looking to make up some shirts, hoodies, or hats with a logo on it? Or maybe you want a logo made up for your business and you want to transfer that over to some t-shirts? Go to screenprintingdone.com Neil over there is a writer. He owns the company. He is a rad human being. And he is here to hook you guys up. Order 12 shirts and get 10 for free. They have all different kinds of shirts, hoodies, hats, different fabrics, all different kinds of stuff. Go hit them up, screenprintingdone.com. Tell them Kiefer sent you and get 10 free shirts. Be sure to say Kiefer. That's right, Kiefer and screenprintingdone.com. Go check them out. Thanks, Neil. Firepowerparts.com. Excellent batteries, longer life. They're great batteries. I have them in all my test bikes. And hey, they make chains, very good chains. My chain on my YZ450F is about 12 hours deep, still good. And of course, they have oil too. Firepowerparts.com. They keep adding new products to their line. 
So go check out the website. It's very cool, firepowerparts.com. Hey, you guys looking to get a KTM? You want to get the best price on one? Carson City Motorsports is Northern Nevada's largest KTM and Husqvarna dealership. That's right, Husqvarna's as well. They have the largest KTM and Husqvarna inventory around with their new 10,000-square-foot vehicle showroom, making it easy to find whatever you are looking for. Head over to Carson City Motorsports. It's the only Northern Nevada Arctic Cat dealership as well. And, of course, mention my name and get a special deal on either a KTM, Arctic Cat, or a Husqvarna. Hit me up over at Chris at KieferInkTesting.com, and I'll get you in touch with the guys over at Carson City Motorsports and get you down the road with a new motorcycle. Hey, did you crash? Or maybe you're just looking for a different handlebar bend. Go to ProTaper.com and go look at the Evo and Fusion line handlebars. I run the Fusion on the KTM 450, and I run the Evo on the YZ450F. Doesn't matter what you are. You like crossbars? You don't want a crossbar? ProTaper has it. They got grips. Dude, they got some nice, soft grips. I'm a half-waffle soft guy. Greatest grips ever. Go check them out. The race cut grips? Come on. I am an SX Race Evo and Fusion guy, so go check them out, protaper.com. And if you guys are wondering about handlebar dimensions, go to keyforinktesting.com. There's a complete article on which handlebar dimension is best for your bike. Go search around. It's a fun article. Keyforink testing, it's a great place to do it. You know what else is? Protaper. Protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. You know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years. Dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. You guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keyforinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris. Hit him up. We're back with the show. Thanks for sticking it out. Now on to some more Husqvarna talk. Moving on to FC250. Again, same character, all right, guys? FC250, not a lot of torque, not like a YZ250F. You're not going to get the massive amounts of torque like you do a YZ250F, but you're getting a good amount, and it's smooth, usable, and then you got this mid-range and top end that'll be like, holy shit, hang on. It's good, and it pulls far. And you're like, wow, second gear is what? I'm still in second gear? Third gear, what? Uh, I don't have to touch fourth gear, unlike the Honda CRF250R, where you got to go second, fourth. That's bullshit. Third's like, where's third at? Well, it's not there. On the Husqvarna, it's there, it's noticeable, it's usable. Use it. You will, it's not a third gear monster like the Yamaha. Again, impressive. Impressive by Yamaha to use third gear in a 250F. You can't do it on a Husqvarna. You can do second gear, and it pulls farther than the Yamaha. So, again, learn to ride your bike the way it is. Uh, that character is meant to use second gear. Use it. Yes, you can change gearing, but it's going to shorten everything up and then screw you all up. I've tried different gearing. You guys can check out my gearing specs on my website. I have recommended gearing specs for each bike. It's up there. Just search around. My website's pretty cool. 
Um, and for me, the engine, again, it's a new bike. It was tight, but it loosens up, and it just frees up so nice, and it's just so... I'm trying to explain the power character to you guys that haven't ridden one of these things, and it's just... It's a smooth delivery, yet it has torque once in the mid-range. It really pulls. So if I'm going up Glen Helen Hill, you know, Mount St. Helens or whatever, and I have a Yamaha or a Honda next to me, this Husqvarna is going to pull both of those bikes after the corner, right? After area three of the corner, once I'm accelerating, because two things, mid-range meet and controllability of the rear wheel. This thing has massive amounts of traction where the Yamaha would spin. Yamaha has a light, free feeling, spins the rear rear wheel up a lot easier than this Husqvarna. This thing is a blend of of an old-school four-stroke, you know, that heartbeat that I talk about all the time. It has an old-school four-stroke heartbeat with a friendlier revving feel of a new bike. That's the way I can put it. Uh, Very fun to ride. I would love to ride a a built one of these things. Um, I'm jealous of RJ Hampshire. There's a reason why RJ left Geico Honda. He wanted a different bike. He wanted better power. He felt like this Husqvarna was it. And uh, after riding the Geico Honda, I was like, hmm, I, I thought it was pretty damn good. So maybe he feels something that I don't. But uh, for sure, the the stock in stock form, this engine is easy to ride if you're a 250 guy. You're a vet guy listening to this and you're wondering about a 250 or a 350. Uh, that that is that's another debate, but I would lean you more towards a 350 because it has a little bit more torque feel. If you're you know 180 pound vet guy, that's what I would do. But if you're a younger kid, there was two bikes that I was going to put my kid on after he's on a 125. It was the Honda or the Husqvarna because of the delivery. Honda is kind of slow off the bottom, so he can handle it. Again, with this Husqvarna, it's not slow off the bottom, but it's controllable, and I want my kid to be in control. And this engine delivers that. So I would say kudos to those guys for the ECU setting. Map 1, unlike the 450, I'm more of a Map 2 guy. So dodgeball guy, Map 2, I'm picking you uh, because it has more pickup down low. I need that on a 250 because obviously you guys know engine is very key. So Map 2, out of a corner, lots of controllability, a little bit more RPM response. So that's my go-to look at. I know the TC is offered on both of these bikes, and I don't talk about it much. The reason why I don't talk about it much because I simply do not need them here. I know some guys are like, hey, man, I'm on Map 2 and TC. It's awesome. I, I don't like it. It, it. It's weird feeling in the air. I feel the, the, the rear wheel move and the rear end move a little bit differently in the air. I feel like it creates a heavy feeling in the rear end, which is fine. If you're on a, on a track that doesn't have a lot of jumps and you need that traction, or if you're a woods guy or you're in slippery off-road conditions, try it. It's there. It's available for you to try. So why not? I'm not going to knock it because it's there and I don't use it. I just prefer not to. So again, it's there. Try it. I don't like it myself, but doesn't mean you guys can't try it and not like it yourself. So uh, let's move on to the suspension side. It's soft. 10.5 bar stock. I went up to 10.8, a nine bar, 10.8 or nine, two nine, sorry, 10.8 to 10.9. And I went in on the compression, much better, better holdup, but it does get a little bit of a firm feel on the mid stroke. So I get more of a, of a harsh feeling from the 250 fork than I do the 450 fork for whatever reason. Um, 
when I add, that's only when I add air pressure. So unlike the 450 where I added some air and it got better comfort, this thing got less comfort. So my happy medium was 10.8 bar going in four clicks on the compression and slowing the rebound down one. 105 on the sag, I went in two clicks on the compression and then went in, yeah, shockingly enough, uh, a half a turn on high speed in the rear. I'm 105. So that gave me a better balance, and then I could charge into bumps harder without it blowing through. This was key for me. Again, I'm 170 pounds. Colt rode it. He's a little bit uh, heavier than me. I think he's 175, and he liked... My setting, but he liked the faster rebound. He wanted to follow ground a little bit better, so he sped up the rebound, and that's what he chose. But we were both relatively happy at the end of the day, so that tells you something. I always talk about track toughness and what the bike does on the track, and can you make one guy happy and as well as the other guy happy? Does it get better during the day? Does it get worse during the day? Track toughness, right? Well, this bike is seeing more of it. Like I feel like air forks getting a little bit better. The seals are creating less friction. The ECU is a little bit better. So the track toughness meter is going up a little bit. It's getting a little bit better. So this is this is all great news for you consumers out there that are going, hey man, I ride all different kinds of tracks. I go to soft ruts and I go to a hardback track the other day. So this bike is getting better than that direction. Would I say the track toughness is as good as a Yamaha? No. The Yamaha is heavy, but it's planted. It does everything well. Like you can go to a soft track and it's pretty good. You can lug it. You can get out of corners. But the Husqvarna is creeping up. It's getting better. It has a lightweight feel. And that's the thing I guess I want to mention too. Uh, dude, it is so easy to ride these bikes because of the 10 millimeter lower feel. I was scared that I did not, I was scared that I wouldn't like it because. Eh, it's a little bit soft. I'll blow through and hit. The, I'll bottom out. But man, the change of direction you feel from just ten millimeters lower, dude. I talk about this as well, like blowing out berms. A lot of this happens in our in our stupid West Coast dishes, right? Not the ruts, the dishes. Uh, I go into a, a corner, mid corner. It's blown out, Johnny. Johnny Mo Cream over there blew out the corner because he wanted to freaking slam it and do a insta banger for his chick. Well, now I don't have a, a, a anything to bank off mid-corner. This Husqvarna allows me to cut. See it? Cut. Boom. That's how quick it is. I see it. It reacts. It goes under. I still have traction. Impressive. I can't do that with a Yamaha. I got to tiptoe around that Johnny Mo Cream Instagram banger freaking blowout area. I, dude, I, it's tough. It's our, it, It's heavy. It's going that way. Hey, I'm going this way, so I need something to bank off. It, it The Husqvarna doesn't need necessarily anything to bank off of. So I like that aspect between the 2020 and the 2021 is side-to-side flickability movement on the track. It opens the track up for you. I can pivot down. I can cut down easier. Remember Chad Reed always saying, hey, I like the Suzuki because I could cut down or like I really ride low in the track. This is the same thing with the Husqvarna now because I could ride lower in the rut and not worry about flipping out or um, blowing the berm out. I can ride lower, turn it down, or if it is blown out, I can make the corner and still be on the gas. So that is something worth noting too as well from the 2020 is just that 10 millimeter lower feel. And you will feel it. You'll sit on it. You'll be like, huh, a little bit lower feeling. I know one of these guys that uh, from Racer X rode the bike today. He's like, 
yeah, I, I kind of dragged my foot a little bit uh, more in the ruts. And possibility. I, I mean, he was a novice rider, but he could very well feel that. I didn't. But what I felt is just side-to-side ease of movement was better with um, the 10-millimeter lower feel. Also, too, for me, what I noticed with that 10-millimeter lower feel, acceleration stability, not off-throttle stability, acceleration stability was a little bit better. So when I'm accelerating out of a corner and I got some chop or some bumps, the bike stayed flatter and straighter better than the 2020. It just had a lower feel and planted feel. Um, where last year, I had a little bit side-to-side movement on the Husqvarna, and I looked to compensate that by trying to bring that wheel back to get it to have a straighter feel. Didn't really need that this time, so I like that. It didn't change the off-throttle sensation for me. Like I still felt like it's light, and the Yamaha is a little bit better for me off-throttle because I think there is something to be said with weight. You have a little bit of weight, it's a little bit planted feel, but once you're in the corner, you want a lightweight feel again, and that Yamaha is simply not that. So the Husqvarna has a blend of stability and lightweight feel. I like that as well. So kudos to those guys at uh, Husqvarna, man. It's just, I just really respect R&Ds that work their ass off, and you see it work. Coming from a background of, I went to, so I was at KTM, I was at Honda, I was at Yamaha, I've been all these R&D areas and it's nice to see the project, you know, the project that you're working on succeed and get better. So, I can feel that with these bikes, you know. And a lot of these tracks that these guys ride, you can see that these bikes ride those tracks a lot because once you ride them on the tracks, you're like, ah, they work really good here. They must test a lot here. So that's also a thing here in Southern California as well. So, uh, very cool. Again. Another little tidbit that I love is thank you, Husqvarna, for getting rid of the ass-chewing seat that was on the 2020, the spikes. Holy balls, man. I don't know how many times I came home after riding a Husqvarna all day and spreading my ass cheeks open and going, Heather, what's in there? Not because she's looking for something, but because I feel like my ass is ate up from the seat cover. Well, now, 2021, the seat cover is smooth non-threatening to your ass, but still enough grip in there where you're, you're not sliding around all over hell, right? So I would still take a gripper cover with less spikes, but I will take a smooth cover with no spikes like last year and have my ass happy. I'm sitting here right now talking to you going, I'm good, no, no stress. Uh, I can manscape and still go ride this bike tomorrow and be good. So good job, Husqvarna, for changing that. The color scheme doesn't really do justice on laptops or computers. I saw it. I'm like, eh, it looks kind of bleh. But then I, I pulled up. Husqvarna was there. Or I'm sorry. Husqvarna dropped the bikes off. And, man, the that high-vis yellow and the white, it looks bitchin'. I like it. I just wish they had a black frame. Not really into the, the new frame, but the black frame on the Rockstar Edition looks really good. Let's just keep it there. I really want to talk. I want to do a podcast with these designers and see how much say so they have. Like, okay, hey man, let's go do black. Can't cost any more. You got the black there. Let's just paint it black. It's it's. I don't understand it, but it looks it looks sexy. I wouldn't say it's the best looking bike of 2021, but it's very good looking. It's very attractive. Um, the wheels, I will say, are not the strongest wheels, stock production wheels on the market. That, that honor goes to Yamaha. Those things are really, really strong. But 
Uh, nonetheless, keep an eye on your spokes. Keep an eye on your sprocket bolts. Those things will back out. Keep an eye on your engine mounts, your engine mount bolts. Those will back out. Put a little blue lock tight on necessary. Torque them to the correct specs. Just keep an eye on things when you get this bike because they will vibrate a little bit more than aluminum um, frames. So things will back out more than other bikes. Just FYI. So overall, FC250 and FC450, a pleasure to ride. Easy to corner. FT, dude, FC250 is so lightweight feeling. You can enter that corner so easy, like I said, with that 10 millimeter lower feel. You can dive in, sit down. Oh, yeah, one more thing. I talked to Colton today at the end of the day, and we were discussing, like, he come from the Honda, and I and I ride all these different kind of bikes. And always we both agreed that for some reason when you ride a Husqvarna, you stand up a lot more. It seems odd to me, but he's right. Like, I thought about it, and I'm like, dude, that makes sense. Like, I stand up a lot through my corners on a Husqvarna, maybe because of the lightweight feel. Like, I don't have to sit and pivot like I do on other bikes. Like, it pivots just fine while standing. So I can lean the bike over because it's lightweight, and I can just keep, stay standing. Lots of corners today at Glen Helen where I was just standing up around almost all the way and then sitting at the last minute and pivoting out. Colt does the same thing. So that also enhances your riding style, a.k.a. Jeffrey Hurlings, Antonio Caroli, uh, Okay, we'll want to talk Husqvarna, guys. Arminus Jasaconis. Dude, stand up a lot. Maybe there's something there to be said. Who knows? But for some reason, I stand up a lot more on a Husqvarna. It's a good bike. I hope I don't have to buy one again. Heather's going to be so pissed. Uh, So Husqvarna, we're going to ride the crap out of this thing again. Kenny Day was in charge of my uh, Rockstar Edition and last year's 2020. Kenny has a lot more responsibilities this year with Alpine Star. So... um, I will be riding this thing, or I will be one of my test guys who are going to be in charge of this, and they're going to ride the crap out of it. Joe Aloff is a great candidate for this, so he rides the crap out of the bikes, and he's a good mechanic, so he may be getting a Husqvarna for you guys all to tell about the reliability and what he's going to do to it. He's a heavier guy, he's a fireman, and uh, maybe he'll be in charge of this bike. But nonetheless, uh, I'm actually looking forward to put some more time in 250 as well. I want to see what that thing can do. Maybe do a little bit of mods to that. We do a lot of mods to 450, but let's try to focus in on some 250 stuff for 2021. That's my plan at least. So uh, lots of fun things coming down the pipe. And good job to Husqvarna for making a little bit better of uh, of a motorcycle. Plain and simple. I'm looking forward to riding the 350. We've got KTM stuff coming up. We have Honda coming up. we got Yamaha 250 coming up. So Lots of things coming down the pipe here at keyforinktesting.com. Of course, racerxonline.com and pulpmx.com. I wonder how much Steve cares about other brands of bikes since he's Blue Crew. Like, I want to put this Husqvarna up on pulpmx.com, but I wonder if he really gives a shit. You know he doesn't. He ain't listening to this podcast. For sure he's not listening to this podcast. I mean, he's probably podcast out like, look, I barely listen to podcasts, and I do them a lot too, so I, I can see, but... I'm going to get Steve out on shootouts this year. <clears throat> Even though he's Blue Crew, I'm going to make him come out to shootouts, have him ride, and then we're going to really break down the bikes with Steve because I'll make him uh, speak some no bullshit. Even though he'll probably go, yeah, Blue Crew's the best, blah, blah, blah. But I really like for him, since he's losing so much weight, to see what he thinks about these other brands of bikes and how they perform. So that'll be interesting, too. We're going to do a lot of cool stuff coming down the pipe. Thank you guys for supporting my advertisers. I know these commercials just pop up 
Hey, everybody, it's commercial time. That's how we do it over here. It's simple. I always give you guys a heads up when it's commercial time so you guys know. Don't fast forward it. Listen to it. There's good dudes in here, good quality products, possibly with some discount codes. If you guys don't hear about them, email me. I'm happy to answer questions about my advertisers and uh, get you on board with them. They're on this podcast for a reason because it works. Again, we don't take money from just anyone. I'm not taking money from Joe Blow. Hey, everybody, buy this shit. No, fuck that. I have to believe in it. I have to try it. I have to do it. Just recently, before Loretta's, I had someone come up to me and say, you want to advertise? I tried the product, wasn't into it, I'm out. So yeah, I'd love to make more money, but I want to be uh, straight up with you guys and make sure you guys know what's on here works. So if you have any questions about them, hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com. Don't forget, we got merch. That helps us as well. New hoodies. I know it's 189 degrees outside right now, but we have new zip hoodies. Email heather at keferinktesting.com. 40 bucks for a hoodie, 30 bucks for new shirts. They're up on my website right now. Please go buy some stuff for your chick, for yourself, for grandma and grandpa, aunt and uncle, your kids, whatever. It helps us out here. Merch, keferinktesting.com merch. Just check out the shop section on the website. All right, guys, that is going to wrap it up. We'll be back next week. We're going to talk some more tech talk. There'll be some more new bike talk. And I'm going to go to Iowa. So maybe I'll get, we'll see you guys there, possibly. And I'll be on Pulp Monday night. You got an after dark question? Hit me up. Hit Steve up. We got Chris Betts on the show. It's going to be fun. But you guys know Monday night is going to be a good time. PulpMX.com, PulpMXShow.com. Show.com. Show, 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 show. Something like Seven Deuce Deuce. All right, guys, that's it. I'm wrapping it up here Thursday night. I'm going to go in the jacuzzi and maybe a little bit of pool. It's 106 out still in the high des. So, uh, yeah. I think it's time for this championship guy to get in the jacuzzi. That's right. All right, thanks for listening. I will see you guys next week. If I see you at the track, stop by. Say hi. Got a question? Let's talk. See you guys there.